This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. Hey, and welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, we talked about how to increase mental focus and strength. In this episode, we're going to be talking about focus and time management. When I talk about time management, I'm talking about how we process and organize our day to get the most out of activities that we need to complete. So the first thing that we need to do is prioritize, right? So what is important and when is it important? You know, two tools that I use to help me to prioritize are the Eisenhower Urgent Important Principle and the Action Priority Matrix. So the Eisenhower Matrix is a four-quadrant chart and it's divided into what is important or not important with, you know, how urgent or not urgent something is. The first quadrant is your crisis management zone, Right. So that is something that is important and urgent and must be done. You have to take action on it. In order to reduce this list in this quadrant, you need to spend more time in quadrant two so things don't go into crisis management. And quadrant two is your future planning, thinking, and uh, strategic planning, and also your scheduling quadrant. The more time you spend here, the better outcomes you'll have in quadrant one and being able to stay out of other quadrants. Um, So one thing that you can do to free up more time is you can use your leadership tool of delegation for quadrant three. So quadrant three is urgent things, but not very important. You can enable your team to maximize your time by delegating these items and following up on them to ensure that they get done. It gives them sense a sense of uh, pride and ownership and contributing to the team because they're important tasks, but they don't really take much time to get done uh, and they're not very urgent so that you can delegate those and they get that sense of accomplishment from being able to, you know, give back to the organization and to the team, you know, and definitely follow up on them to make sure they get done. Anything you delegate, you always want to follow up on to make sure they get done. Now, moving into quadrant four, Quadrant four is the not urgent and not important zone. You can work on getting uh, rid of these items here that don't align with the company goals or in your personal time management that don't align with your overall goals that you're heading for. You know, it's okay to say no. I just want to remind everybody that it's okay to say no to things that, you know, if someone tries to give you a task or a task creeps up and you're like, you know what, this isn't in line with, you know, the company goals that we're working on, or this isn't in line with my personal time management goals. So no, I'm not gonna do it. And it's taken me a long time to learn that principle, um, you know, but it actually really, really helps out when you can say no to those tasks because they don't align to what you're you're going after or what your, your, your team is going after. Now I prefer the Eisenhower matrix over the action priority matrix because it's more leader centric. But if you're first starting out and you need a similar but useful tool, then the action priority matrix is another great tool to use to help uh, with what is important. It's the same concept with the quad chart, but it's relational to impact versus effort. So quadrant one is your high impact, low effort areas, and this will get you some quick wins with the greatest impact. And the second quadrant is your big or major project area. 
you know, just like the Eisenhower matrix, matrix these are things that are going to require a lot of time, a lot of effort, but are very um, high in importance. Now, being able to distinguish between how much time something will take and set expectations are important when it comes to time management. So, you know, being able to distinguish between uh, how much time something is going to take and how important it is will help you out, especially if you're first, you know, starting out in a leadership role and you're 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 really first trying to uh, time manage multiple things, putting things in the right categories and then explaining to people, hey, this is going to take some time and, you know, I'm going to need a lot of effort to put that into it will help you in your time management goals moving forward. Now, the third quadrant is your fill-in. That's your by exception and consider these tasks if you have time to do it. These are low impact and low effort tasks. I tend to think of these as if it only takes five minutes to do something, then take the five minutes to get it done. And lastly, the high effort and low impact areas, these are your thankless tasks or avoid doing these tasks. These have low impact and require a lot of effort. But if you can find ways to get rid of these tasks or push them off or delegate them, that's what this quadrant is for. So if you're first starting out with, you know, your time management, your kind of learning organizational time management, um, the action priority matrix is a good place to start. But then I would recommend moving up into your Eisenhower important urgent principle chart because that will really help you. Uh, fine-tune your leadership skills and fine-tune your time management skills first onto you know what is really important and what you're actually going to do versus what you can delegate off um, and still develop your people now these two matrices are very similar but they're very different you know what I typically do is I use a whiteboard for these uh, for these matrices because it's really simple to write one in in one category and then it can actually move to another category uh, based on scheduling and time and priorities of events. Uh, so whiteboards are really good for these matrices uh, to be used. Now, yes, they do have apps. So if you're a digital person and you wanna if you wanna digitize something, they do have it and you can manipulate it very easily. Uh, but I find that you know these productivity apps or these apps sometimes are just another step in a process and not as easy as a whiteboard. Uh, so when we talk about time management, right, you don't want to do anything that's going to take up more of your time. You're going to want to do things that give you more time back. So I like whiteboards, so I recommend um, you know, using the whiteboard for these things because it just makes your life a lot easier. It, you could use the app. I just don't think that app will make your life easier when it comes to learning these matrices and actually applying them. Now, the next thing that we you got to do is scheduling, right? As you can tell, scheduling is very important to me when it comes to time management, because as the primary matrix that I use has this scheduling quadrant in it. And I also recommend spending more time there. You know, so I recommend setting up uh, daily habits to get your day going right. Whatever you need to do to set conditions for you to be successful for that day, uh, you know, whether you get to the office once you arrive or, you know, whether you're first waking up, whatever habit that you need to get established, you need to set conditions for yourself to be successful. So I usually spend about 15, 20 minutes getting set up uh, whenever I get to the office. Um, I have my my daily habit of I get to the office, and I do these things kind of in order because that helps set conditions for me to be successful throughout the day. It also helps, um, you know, me to be more organized. So if things come up that were unexpected, I'm able to be more proactive in my reaction of those. And then I would also offer up, you know, schedule times for your emails. Um, you know, the average worker spends about three hours a day 
uh, sifting through emails. And that takes up a lot of time from you actually working on your tasks, right? And I get a ton of emails every day too. But I refuse to spend more time on emails than I need to. So I schedule three times a day in 15-minute blocks where I do email check-ins. You know, the first time is in my uh, habit startup. Then after lunch, and then about an hour or two before I leave for the uh, for the day. This gives me time to read and respond and come to net zero emails before I leave for the day. Um, then I would also say, you know, schedule touch points with people at work, uh, especially if you're a leader or a supervisor. Uh, you always want to schedule touch points because I've learned that with my teams is if I schedule touch points at the same time each week to talk about specific things that are important to that team lead or to that section lead, then they're less likely to do a whole bunch of walk-ins and a whole bunch of walk-bys with questions throughout the rest of the week because they know that they have that specific dedicated time and I schedule it for about an hour. So I schedule uh, touch points with people because, you know, I found that when you meet with the same team leads or the section leads at the same time every week, then they know that they have that specific time with you and they know that, you know, nothing else is going to come, you know, in between that time. So if they have a question, they're like, well, you know what, that could actually probably wait until I meet with that person later on this week. Or, hey, maybe it's something that can wait till next week. It's not as urgent as I need to answer today. Now, of course, you know, if they have those questions are more than willing and free to come by and talk to me that day because they got to get that answer that day. But scheduling those touch points frees my time up because I'm not constantly having to stop what I'm doing and focusing on and working on to answer a drive-by question because they know that they have that touch point uh, with me later on. Now, the last thing I do when it comes to scheduling is I schedule tasks, you know, one task an hour. So if I have nine tasks that need to get done in a specific day, I estimate it's going to take me nine hours to get it done and I schedule them accordingly, right? And then I use my priority matrix to figure out, okay, which is more important, which is least important, and what do I need to work on and how do I need to work on it? This way, I spend an hour of time dedicated and focused to one task and I get it done and I, and it's done. I don't have to worry about it again. Or if I'm not completely finished with it for that hour and depending on where it falls in the priority, I can reschedule it for a different day and move on to something else where my mind is fresh and free. So in the other reason why I schedule tasks this way is because of concentration and focus, right? So as we talked about in the last episode, if you're not focused and you're easily distracted, then you'll be less productive in the workplace and what you're doing. So setting enough time for you to be able to concentrate on a task is critical to getting it done right and getting it done right the first time. You have to set conditions for you to be able to focus and stay focused and and that's even more critical than just, you know, being less distracted, right? So the more you're able to focus on a task with internal and external distractions means you'll be able to manage your time more effectively. And lastly, self-discipline is key. If you use these tools and methods that we just talked about, but you lack self-discipline to hold yourself accountable to actually follow through and use these methods, then you'll have to, then you'll still have poor time management skills, you know? Just as time is a moving train that stops for nobody, once a moment is gone, you've lost it. You cannot get it back. Time is the most valuable asset you have, so don't waste it. I know people say, you know, people people are your most valuable asset. Yes, people are very important. People are very, very valuable. Uh, but time, right? Like, you cannot get that back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Um, and so you have to be disciplined 
and don't waste it. So I'd offer up that if you have issues with you know self-discipline, I would recommend that you start off uh, small and then you track it until it becomes a habit. Uh, you know, I use the Michael uh, Hyatt uh, Full Focus Planner, and in there is actually like a habit page where like you can check a block every single day that you want to work on a habit. Checking the block is actually a good way of reminding yourself to do something, and you keep doing it until you no longer have to think about doing it, and then it becomes second nature, and that's when it really becomes a habit. And then you're on the right track, and then you can you know elaborate and expand out and get better and better at uh, self-discipline. So to recap, effective time management comes down to a couple of things. It all boils down to how well you prioritize, schedule, focus, and how well disciplined you are. It's a complete approach. It's not a one size fits all. You know, I'm curious, how do you manage your time? What methods have you found effective? Do you use any of these methods that we talked about in this episode? And if so, how have they worked for you? Lastly, before we go, if you got some value out of this episode, please like, comment, share. And if you haven't followed, if you could do that, it'd be super awesome. And also, don't forget to hit that bell icon so you can be alerted when I upload new episodes. I want to thank you for listening to this episode and come back for another one. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.